Hello everybody. <clears throat> Welcome back. This week is Parashas Vayigash and we're going to continue now with the Halachas of Chinuch. This is part four and we're going to begin discussing Kashros and Tznius. So uh, this week mostly we're going to be talking about Kashros and meaning We've, till now we've spoken uh, how chinuch applies to washing hands and sitzes. So now we're going to talk about eating food, uh, keeping kosher, and making brachas. And then from that, the, we're going to then move on to tznias, as it does pertain also to uh, when or how you can make brachas, depending on how you're dressed. And we'll discuss the general approach to tznias with children. <clears throat> now, when it comes to food, there are a few different categories in halacha, and the first to know, which is very, very important, is that a, no child is allowed to be fed non-kosher from birth, even a little baby. If a, an adult, Jew, man or woman, feeds a child, of their ch- it doesn't make a difference if it's their child or any person's child, even a little baby, they feed them non-kosher food, the adult is over an isidereis, a loisachilim, Right, so there's an, there's a, an Isra Torah that prohibits us from feeding trefa food to children. So it's nothing to do with chinuch. It's, it's actually an, it's an Isra on the adult. And that's a very important thing to know. And it, it applies to every area of kashras. So anything that we keep, we can't feed to our children. Okay, so um, uh, on Pesach, for example, you can't feed your children chametz, but you can't feed them kidneys, and you can't feed them um, gebrox, whatever it is your minig is. You can't feed that to a child, even a little child, because whatever it is that we keep, we can't feed to our children. Well, the same thing would apply to Chal Yisrael as well. Now, that would depend on how exactly it is that you keep Chal Yisrael. Do you keep Chal Yisrael just as a personal stringency, or do you keep Chal Yisrael as, like, that's, you know, that's the halacha, and you just don't eat non-Chal Yisrael. So, regardless... Depend whatever level of kashras a person keeps, he has to keep that for his children as well, as far as feeding them. Now, <clears throat> at times, babies have to consume formula, which, the mashal, uh, it might be soy, and that's a problem of kidneys and Pesach, or it might be non-chal vistral, and they need that because they can't digest anything else, so a shayla should be asked, um, and there are leniencies in those situations, so there's there's a terim, but but a shayla needs to be asked because again, it's a very serious issue, feeding non-kosher to children, and it's an issue with the adult. That that's 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 what we have to understand. It's a personal iser that we have that we can't feed non-kosher to our children of any side, of any of any kind. And likewise, if a child uh, is sick and needs medication, and the medication that you're giving him or her might have cashless concerns like glycerin or or whatever. Um, a child needs to be asked, and often it's possible to find kosher version, versions or variations of that medication, and then we are obligated to do so. Um, and when that's not possible, then again, there's leniencies. It's, it's a concept of b'makam chayli, where you have um, sickness, there is leniencies. So, you know, again, you can ask a shayla and, and you can see where those leniencies applied. But bottom line is, is that kashris applies to us and applies to our children of beginning of every, of every and any age. Whatever we keep kashris, we have to keep that for our children as well. Now, the next common kashris question arises from eating milk and dairy after meat, right? So we wait six hours, many of us at least, wait six hours between milk and meat, and then uh, others that wait three hours, 
Uh, this, and this is essentially a minig, because according to the strict letter of the law, even the Ramah does not require you to wait six hours. He says you can wait one hour, uh, or even less, perhaps. Sfaradim, uh, actually, it is a little bit more stringent. But regardless, it's a minig. So it's a minig to wait six hours, and the question is, um, what, how does that work with chenuch? Because eating milk after meat is not treif. Milk is not kosher, and meat is kosher. We just not eat milk after meat because of this minig. So how do we, how do we uh, approach that when it comes to chenuch? We can't have our child be over an iser. We can't feed them something which they're, it's also for them to eat. But how do we look at this? So it's more like a mitzvah, actually, to distance ourselves from mixing the two. So now, one thing that's important to realize is that nobody, even a little child, even a baby, you know, they can't eat milk and meat at the same time. That actually is an iser. So, uh, if, uh, even if a little baby has some, you gave them some afleshiga baby food, right, some, let's say, uh, puree chicken, they can't have a bottle while, it's, while there's still residue of chicken in their mouth. That's, nobody can do that. That's, that actually is an iser. So, it would be important then to make sure that there's no residue in the baby's mouth. If the <clears throat> child is a little bit older, you actually, even, even if they're not distancing, putting time in between uh, dairy and meat, they should still wash their mouth out with uh, a drink and eat something. So that, no matter what age, uh, once the child is a little bit older, one should make sure that they eat and drink something bef- between milk and meat. Now, as far as how much time do they have to wait, so up till three years old, you really don't have to wait at all. They can have it just about right afterwards. Again, once you did these things, you uh, washed out your mouth and, and ate something. Um, but uh, after three is when uh, per, when you should start being mechanach, and you should start doing it with a little bit amount of time. Uh, try to be consistent. It's not always so easy, but you should try to be consistent about it. So if you decide one hour, so do an hour, <clears throat> and then and so on and so forth as they get older. And by the time they hit six, that's really when they should start keeping the minig fully, where they should be waiting a full six hours. But between between six and seven is when they you, you should start being mechanach them. They're old enough to already recognize and be able to hold, you hold themselves back. It might be difficult, but they, they are old enough to be able to do that. Uh, if it is very difficult for whatever reason, it's a very big challenge, you could be lenient, but certainly once they get old, like, nine, then for sure, you have to insist on them waiting the full time between milk and meat. But again, if there's a medical issue why, why, for what a, re- a child might have to have milk after meat, then you do not have to be stringent. Now, as far as eating before Kiddush is concerned, so Amir Tashem will address this when we talk, uh, when we get to Shabbos and Chinuch. But now, today I want to speak more about eating <clears throat> without a bracha. I could also, we could also actually talk about eating before davening, but for the most part, there is really no chinuch for children on that below bas mitzvah and bar mitzvah. Once they do become bas mitzvah and bar mitzvah, they do have to, they can't eat before davening. Uh, for a girl, it would just mean that she has to say brachas or whatever it is. But for a boy, it would, it would mean a boy that whose bar mitzvah has to daven before he eats. Um, but uh, below bar mitzvah, you don't really have to be makbid on that. But as far as eating without a bracha... So, essentially, to eat without a bracha is an iser, right? So, it should technically be a problem. You shouldn't be feeding children if they're not making a bracha. However, the obligation to make a bracha is what creates the iser. So, meaning to say, if you're not obligated to make the bracha, then you have no iser to eat without a bracha. There's no problem of eating without a bracha if you have no obligation to make a bracha. So, it's only once a child becomes obligated to make a bracha is there a problem for him to eat without a bracha. Now, uh, essentially, when is the right time to teach a child to make brachas? So I think the benchmark is that we can only really teach a child to make a bracha when he can, he has enough brains to respect Hashem's name, which means that you teach him a bracha, he's going to be running around the house saying Hashem, 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 which they do tend to do, then 
you know he's not old enough yet to really make brachas yet. So that's that's because uh, he's it's just going to cause bazayin to the bracha. Once he's old enough to not to do that, then we can start teaching them to make brachas. Now, even though we teach them to make brachas, they really mess up the bracha. They only say half a bracha. That's the nature of learning. You know, that's that's fine. That's the way it works. Uh, even though essentially they're making bracha lavatalas, that's okay. Because that's that's part of the learning the learning process, but they do have to be old enough to give the minimum amount of covet and respect to Hashem's name. When we're teaching a child how to make a bracha, you actually are allowed to say the whole bracha verbatim, including Hashem's name. So you can say Baruch Hashem Aleikenu Malach Oylem and actually say Hashem's name. Uh, now it's ideal if you don't have to. It would be better if you could just say Adai and they'll finish. You know Hashem. Uh, they'll say Nai. But well, as we see, what usually happens is like this: you say Ba, they say Ruch. Uh, you say Adai, they say Noi. They don't say, and you say, no, 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 say the whole thing, and then they don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, if it works, you can just say the whole bracha with Hashem's name, and they'll follow after you, and that's fine. That's that's mutal chatchil. You are allowed to do that. Um, uh, but it's good to know that uh, as far as the bracha goes, there are certain words that they actually have to say. So, if they miss out the word baruch, then the bracha is not a bracha. So, baruch is a word that has to be said in a bracha. From Hashem's name, they only have to say one of the two. So as long as they say either Hashem or Alekim, Alekim, I mean, uh, either one is good, but they then that one of those are Ma'akev. And lastly, they have to say Malach Ha'olam. So those are three components of Bracha that have to be said. So uh, if they mumble some of the Atta, or they mumble, you know, Hashem and Atta, it's fine, as long as they get those those components in. But otherwise, if you're trying to teach them to make Brachas, you should get them to actually pronounce um, those words. And now we, the, the Svarim encourage actually getting children to say brachas on food, on food specifically, even before you encourage them to make brachas on tzitzis and before we encourage them to make brachas on mitzvahs and other things, or bracha chrainas, bracha rishayna on food being that it's something you do all the time and it's really something that needs to become habitual not to eat without a bracha. So we do tend to start even a little younger than we typically start. Uh, other chinuch. So we, we would start around five, even though the child might be a little young. We do tend to start teaching children how to make brachas, maybe even earlier than that, depending, you know, if the kid is interested. Um, and again, once, the, once they're old enough just to not run around saying Hashem's name, you can do that, and you can say it to them, and you can say, even though they'll say, like I said, they'll say half brachas, and they won't quite get it, and they won't say, pronounce it properly, that's fine, that's all part of the learning process, and it is encouraged in this case, again, because it's so important to get that into a habit of making brachas, uh, even though they shouldn't remain a habit as we get older, uh, but uh, it, it is something that has to be uh, has to be taught. And then when the child gets older, then you can add, you know, more brachas, brachas, amitzis, and bracha achreina, those are a little long, a little hard for children to learn. So usually we wait until they're a little older before we teach them to bench properly, to say a bracha achreina. And even when we teach them, we teach them in stages. We don't teach them the whole benching. We teach them the first bracha benching, even though you're not if you just make the first bracha benching. But again, that's the learning process. And likewise, we teach them not to eat bread without washing, once they really know how to make brachas, then we're obligated to teach them that. So once once they can make bracha rishayna, then they should not be eating without washing, and they should not be eating without making hamaytzi, and they should not be eating without making alam chelsi daim. So those all, kind of all start at the same time. So once we are, we our child is old enough to get the hang of making brachas properly, that's when you you do really insist that they don't eat 
um, without washing and don't eat without making a bracha. And as they get older is when you, you know, you, you figure out when they're old enough to learn to make a bracha chayna is when you start insisting that they make a bracha chayna. Another thing we also teach little children is to say amen. And the reason why we do that, even though, again, it's, they're essentially younger than the age of chinuch, is because it's a very, very big schus for a child to say amen. The Gemara says that when a child learns to say amen is when he is guaranteed of his portion in Elam Haba. Uh, whatever exactly that means, but that's why it's a big Indian to teach children to answer a main, the concept of answering a main at least. And as they get older, you know, you can uh, encourage it more and more. But it's, it is something that we start from a younger age than we would typically start, begin Chanach.